Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning. Happy Saturday to you. Welcome into the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Another beautiful Saturday on tap here. In fact, Barry Cronin, good morning to you. I think it's going to be downright hot today, if I'm understanding correctly. My understanding from the weather gods and the uh, and the people who often make bat- wrong predictions is that it's going to be, uh, I think I saw 88 degrees and kind of humid. But, yeah. boy, we've had a wonderful stretch of, uh, of cool, golf-worthy weather in the last uh, week or so after we got uh, over that crazy hot and humid spell, um, Mike. And uh, so yeah. I think a lot of people have been out uh, playing golf. Yeah, and and I and I think that uh, our listening audience would would definitely say they'll take their 87s and 88s while they can get them because we know what's <laughs> right around the corner, and uh, uh, many of us are dreading it and not looking forward to the winter. But we'll take the uh, the the nice golf days while we got them, and the this weekend definitely provides two of those days for you. And Mike, I think a lot of golfers would really take 87s and 88s on their scorecards in addition to yeah. the uh, in addition to the weather. So um, uh, that's it. So maybe they could even be lower if they moved up a tee, but that's another story. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, well, it's good to talk to you, Mike. And uh, you're not doing the Cubs right now. You're focused now on golf, which is awesome. Yes, I am here. I am in in golf mind frame, and we are uh, ready to talk. We've got some. Uh, Ryder Cup official news this week in terms of Steve Stricker making his picks. We've got lots to talk about with that. We are, what, two weeks away, not even, from from the Ryder Cup. Uh, and that is certainly something we've been discussing on and off throughout the summer. But uh, that is going to be uh, lots of fun up at Whistling Straits. And I know you were just up at Whistling Straits. And we'll get to that in a moment, uh, both a... Nice how the uh, personal and professional tied together uh, in the same spot. It's amazing, Mike. Yeah, we'll get to talk about that. Last week, my uh, my beautiful daughter got married up at the American Club uh, in uh, Kohler, Wisconsin, home of Whistling Straits. And uh, 
It was a lot of fun. It was a lot going on. So we'll uh, we'll chat about that a little bit later. I think that's known as in the business as a in broadcasting as a tease. Yes, um, it is. I a hear, tease. I hear. I listen to the score a lot. You know, and I hear the broadcast professionals do that. So I think I just that's a tease for so all you awesome. listeners out there. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey, if there's ever a broadcast professional, Dave Wanstead is that man. So that is uh, he is teaching us all a thing or two about how to do radio. But no, it's. Uh, it's absolutely, and congratulations to your daughter and to you. I know Father of the Bride, uh, not always an easy thing to do. You got, you, you got things, you got duties. There are things that need to take place. So, oh, my God, uh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. But it, overall, it was really terrific. A great, a great uh, wonderful uh, resort up there and perfect place to do it. And, uh, you know, she's a Wisconsin resident now, so we, uh, we sort of uh, did it for that. And, of course, it was the... Uh, it's where the Ryder Cup is going to be. I, I noticed that when we were touring the uh, facility to potential um, uh, wedding in, in early September of this year, I said, hmm, this might be good because it's going to host the Ryder Cup. How cool to play Whistling Straits the day before the wedding. And right. uh, that sort of all evolved in a nice way. And we had another chance to, as, as you know, we played up there a little bit earlier this summer a few sure. weeks ago. And then that was great, too. But um, anyway, so that was good. And this weekend, Mike, um, the U.S. team, the U.S. Ryder Cup team, including uh, uh, Steve Stricker's uh, six captain's picks, which he announced on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, will be up there gathered together for the first time, um, really for a team practice that they've had in a long time. I know they had one in France. Uh, part, most of the team was there, I think. But this time... Uh, all 12 members of the team will be there, and that's uh, that's pretty good. They've got they've got a real young team this year, averaging age 28. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit about the captain's picks. And, of course, the Europeans, um, their team is not yet finalized. It's going to be announced Sunday, uh, right after the conclusion of the, uh, U- uh, the BMW PGA Championship, which is being contested this week at Wentworth. Uh, in England and uh, at the Wentworth Club uh, in England, and uh, now that's going to prove pretty interesting. I mean, they've got uh, five guys who are who are definitely on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, names that I think everybody would would know. Yeah. Uh, John Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, and uh, Paul Casey. Uh, but you've got other guys that are kind of right now on the outside looking in. Um, uh, 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 the captain Padraig Harrington has three picks. There'll be nine automatic, uh, nine who automatically make it on points, um, but the points situation is still up in the air. Um, uh, Lee Westwood could make it on points, um, and a couple of these other guys could. But then there, he, uh, he could potentially have to make three picks, um, and that's going to be interesting because uh, Sergio Garcia. Uh, Ian Poulter, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, as of now, are all kind of on the outside looking in uh, and kind of depends on how they play this week and where they finish Mm -hmm. in the tournament. Sergio's not playing this week, but Rose is, uh, I think, a couple of shots off the lead and Lowry's in the tournament. Poulter, of course, missed the cut. But nobody can, I don't know if anybody can imagine a European Ryder Cup team without Ian Poulter um, Mm -hmm. or Lee Westwood. Uh, So I think... uh, that's going to be interesting, um, but we probably should talk a little bit about what Stricker did, yeah, uh, and and his picks. If you'd like to do that, absolutely. No, that's that's exactly what uh, I was thinking because I know our listeners uh, are interested in that and uh, the Ryder Cup, as we've talked about throughout the summer. It's uh, it, it's one of the the huge storylines of this season, the 2021 
golf season. This segment brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. And, and you mentioned Stricker's picks, and we were debating this, and we were wondering exactly what he was going to do. And, and we really got his answer. The answer that he gave us without saying anything is, out with the old, in with the new, and not that I'm discarding the old. I'm going to make a few of those guys as my vice captains. But basically, let's let's turn this over to the, the new generation of American golfers. Yes, it was interesting, Mike. Um, I think you and I had thought, well, maybe, or I had said, maybe Mickelson would be on the team because he'd be such an influence in the team room, etc. And... Um, before it was very strategic, I think, on Stricker's part to tell Phil, "Oh, hey, how about being a how about it being an assistant captain?" And of course, the subtext was because I'm not picking you. Right. And so, right. You know, and so that's what he did from a political standpoint. That was great. He didn't wait, you know, to embarrass Mickelson by not picking him. Right. He gave mm-hmm. him an assistant captain first. And what he did is he really, uh, he, you know, he went with a youth movement and he went with a, a six guys who really can. Uh, can really pound the ball. And it, it, Whistling Straits is a big, big ballpark, and you need to be mm-hmm. able to uh, hit the ball. I mean, there were some... We obviously did not play the back tees. Uh, we played as clean. You know, we played up, you know. Mm-hmm. But and that's what you should do um, as, a, as, a, as a rank hacker amateur. But these guys, man, they play that thing way back and, uh, and can really move it around. So uh, he picked... Jordan Spieth, which we knew he was going to do. Tony yep. Finau, which we kind of figured he was going to do because he won that first playoff event. Um, he picked uh, Xander Schauffele, you know, the gold medalist from the uh, Olympics. And Xander has played really, really well in the majors. He he was yes. right there at the Masters this year um, when, when Hideki beat him. And uh, uh, Daniel Berger, who's played well, young guy. I mean, that's a kind of an interesting pick. He was right there with the points. But, you know, you probably could have mm-hmm. said, well, yeah, pick him. But he hits it well. Harris English. Um, I was thinking, well, maybe Harris wouldn't get a pick because of the way he kind of threw up on himself at the, uh, at, in Memphis at the FedEx Cup, uh, mm-hmm. at the FedEx event. And, uh, but he got picked. And then Scotty Scheffler, also from the University of Texas, like Jordan Spieth, um, you know, he hits it a mile. He's a big dude. Um, so those guys who I think were really good picks. Um, um, and, and he, he really kept the team young. And, and as you mentioned, Mike, this is kind of the end of the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson era. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's over now. And now they're, and, and they're, they've moved on to, uh, uh, another, another thing. And that's probably good. Um, because believe me, the Tiger Phil era was not good. Yeah. Um, the the U.S. has lost seven of the last night Ryder Cups, uh, of the last nine Ryder Cups, and uh, so uh, not and, shows. And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. Go. No, and, and I was just gonna say there that that means there are definitely guys that could have been on there, and I and I figured that you would uh, have some some thoughts on this guys that uh, could have would have been chosen but weren't that you know maybe were you know picks 13 and 14, but you know you only have 12 on the team. Right. Um, you have not chosen. This is a key thing, and I think uh, anybody who watched Stricker over the weekend or, or earlier this week, um, Patrick Reed uh, was not mm-hmm. a captain's pick, and he was pretty high up in the points too. Mm-hmm. But he had double pneumonia a couple of weeks ago. He came back to play in the uh, 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 in the Tour Championship, I think, and he, I don't think he did that he great. Did, yep. um, and then Kevin Na. 
and Kevin Kisner, and a guy named Sam Burns, who uh, won the mm-hmm. Valspar in Tampa Bay uh, earlier this year and has really been on fire lately. We've mentioned his name. But the mm-hmm. big name, of course, is Patrick Reed because he's Captain America and all that. And, um, you know, the one th- the thing that they th- these guys have in common, Reed... Oh, and the other guy who didn't get picked was uh, Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all the top picks were in the top... All of his picks, the six guys, were in the top 40 in driving distance on tour. Nah, Webb Simpson were 177th and 141st, uh, respectively. Reed mm-hmm. was 149th in driving distance. Um Despite his phenomenal short, they all have great short games, great putters, the three of them. But, uh, you know, Stricker, who was not a long driver either, who was more of a, a great putter and a chip and putt guy, uh, left him off uh, the team. So uh, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. And Kevin Kisner, he won at, um, at the Wyndham, and he kind of started making noise about, I love to play for my country, and he's a tough dude. I love Kevin Kisner. But the next week he went out and missed the cut. So mm-hmm. he kind of, you know, he kind of undermined his own case by the way he played. Yeah. Well, and, so, and and what I was going to say, too, is uh, one guy who made it easy and, in fact, became an automatic qualifier with uh, with his, you know, finish, his finish to the season. Oh, my God. And running all the way to the bank is our buddy Patrick Cantley. <laughs> oh, my God. Who, our holy buddy. cow. Yeah. <laughs> but he's close. He and I, we're close. That's right. Um, he was at he, your daughter's wedding, I'm sure, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't let's say that. <laughs> uh, no. But he was runner-up at the Western Amateur at the North Shore Country Club at number There you go. Ago. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Patrick Kelly, like, unbelievable. I mean, you go, well, I mean, how can he not be the first guy off on Sunday for you in singles? I mean, he was just unbelievable, no matter whether mm-hmm. they're winning or losing. Um yeah, so he won that epic playoff against DeChambeau, and then he goes on and he wins the, the FedEx Cup at East Lake. So, yeah, just tremendous. But the one guy that I think, you know, that was left off the team and I think you could have made an argument for is a guy named Sam Burns from uh, mm-hmm. from LSU. And, uh, boy, he had a great season. He, he unlike Scheffler, he had a victory on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's played great in these last couple of months. He's really played well. So he was left off, and you wonder what that's all about. Um, but the other thing, though, is um, Brooks Kepka is made the team um, automatically on points. Mm-hmm. But he has an injured forearm. Mm-hmm. So the question is, I mean, he had to pull out of a tournament uh, and uh, recently. Uh, Two because weeks ago, he, right? Yeah. yeah, because he had hurt his forearm, you know. And so when you think to yourself, well, is you know, he's had the knee, and he's got, you know, I mean, he's kind of... You know, you'd think he's playing in the NFL or something. Right. He's banged up. Yeah. He's he's questionable for, for this weekend, <laughs> Barry. We, we don't know what he's going to do. Get, well, you know, as uh, there is no injury list on the PGA Tour, but there probably ought to be, given that everybody's betting on things. But um, but so if Kepka drops, is unable to play, I think that's the interesting little subtext we have mm-hmm. here. Um, uh, it was well, obvious that Stricker was conflicted about leaving Reed off the team. Does that mean he'll get in? Or what about Sam Burns? Would he be would he be in instead of um, instead of Kepka? I I don't know. Um, you know, Reed is a very polarizing character in golf. Um, mm-hmm. He really has a very um, not great relations maybe with some of the other players. I know that um, Spieth played with him at Hazeltine, and that's when he he got his Captain America imprimatur, and he was going around mm-hmm. and you know 
being very vocal and and I thought it'd be you know if you watch it you think this is awesome you know and and Spieth was kind of quiet you know he, and he carried mm-hmm. Spieth totally through that tournament uh, uh, but, but then uh, you know he's just uh, he's just a polarizing figure though you know he's very controversial he had to leave the University of Georgia uh, because of some questionable things um, he and his he and his team kind of keep keep quiet and close to uh, close to the vest and don't really have a lot of relationships. And I think, although Spieth played with him and they, they were a great team mm-hmm. um, at Hazeltine, last time in Paris, um, uh, Davis Love broke him up. And I don't think Spieth wanted to play with uh, Reed. So Spieth wound up playing with Justin Thomas. They had a great record. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and they were friends since they were little kids. You always see that picture of uh, of the two of them having a sandwich yep. during a, a junior <laughs> tournament. I mean, it's yeah. like an iconic picture. Yep. It's such a great photo. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but you know, who wants to play with Reed? And you've already got, and if, you know, you've already got DeChambeau on the team, and he's a polarizing figure. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, I guess they'll all get together. They're up at Whistling Straits this weekend. I was up there last weekend. They're up there this weekend. That's I mean, right. Is there any? Is there any? Uh, no, there's no relationship and, whatsoever. And, and we're going to talk about both uh, next segment. Uh, and I should also let you know that later this hour, we're going to talk to Jamie Fisher, director of instruction at Conway Farms, uh, for our swing thoughts segment at 6:40. Uh, we'll talk to Jamie about handling the pressure as we approach Ryder Cup and and how she teaches her students to do that. Uh, We will talk to Ken Griffin uh, for our On the Road Again segment at the top of the next hour. Last chance, Northern Michigan golf trips. I think we'll have a a ready and uh, willing audience for that. People who definitely want to hear about that. And then to uh, close the show, we will talk to a senior writer from Wisconsin.golf. He worked uh, up there in Wisconsin for many, many years writing about golf. Gary D'Amato will join us. Uh, We'll talk Ryder Cup with Gary. Uh, But coming up next, Barry, uh, more on the uh, captain's picks and more on Whistling Straits and more on your adventure up there with uh, with your your daughter's wedding and getting to play the the course, as you mentioned, uh, and and lots of uh, other fun things uh, that happened to you last weekend up at Whistling Straits. So we will do that when we return. Uh, This is the scorecard. That's Barry Cronin, editor of the Chicago District Golfer magazine. I'm Mike Esposito. We're happy to have you with us every Saturday morning here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Good morning, everybody. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito with you. Music from the place of the tour has never sounded better, Barry, than Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. But it's yeah. a, a little a little twist on this because the PGA Tour uh, is uh, technically off this week, right? So it's the European Tour we're following this week. Well, we had to find our music somewhere, Mike. And, <laughs> That's uh, right. And I thought, you know, the the the, uh, the form tour is in Huntsville, Alabama. And though we love the music from Alabama, we boy, the choice of you, you look on there, uh, Surrey, England, and you get you know Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton and. Uh, uh, Boy, Petula Clark, if if Adam is going to play, if Adam, I mean that's that's a real reach back to the '60s downtown. Oh my God! Um, but anyway, so, I, yeah. uh, so there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of great music coming out, of, and Peter Gabriel. So a lot of great music coming out of that part of England. So and, and you mentioned that uh, this uh, the European Tour's BMW PGA Championship Championship is at Wentworth Golf Club in Surrey. Uh, this weekend, and this, uh, you know, they're still playing, so their Ryder Cup team is not set yet, although you kind of know the main guys, and certainly the number one guy, and I wanted to point this out, um, it's so, it's actually funny to me, and I mean, listen, this is not breaking news that John Rahm has had a great year, but he is almost double in front of everyone else on the Europe side in terms of points. He has 854 points, Rory is next, at 466, that's yeah. he's 400 points ahead of Rory, who's second. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, well, exactly. Well, Rom won the U.S. Open, and he's been um, he's been competitive in every single um, event that he's been in. And uh, remember when he during the memorial, uh, they walked up to him on Saturday evening and told him that he had tested positive for COVID when he had a right. six-shot lead over Patrick right. Cantley, who wound up winning that tournament. So um, he's really played tremendous this year, and he was given the uh, the PGA of America gave him their Player of the Year award uh, the other day after after Patrick Cantley won the PGA Tour Player of the Year award, which is voted on by the players. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, Rom was terrific. He's he is the number one player in the world right now according to the official golf rankings. So. Um, great player, great guy. Always root for John Rahm, and boy, he's the leader of that Ryder Cup team coming into uh, coming into Whistling Straits. And by the way, the date 
is the dates are September 24th through the 26th, so it's a Friday through Sunday. Yep. And they'll all be out there on Tuesday, um, practice rounds and all kinds of uh, bread and circuses that the PGA of America puts together uh, in advance of, uh, of, of the event. So, uh, um, man, uh, and, and it's all built up. Oh, man, all the uh, a lot of PGA Tour events this year, Mike, um, because of COVID, they didn't do a lot of their normal trophy suites and uh, indoor mm-hmm. kind of entertainment type of thing, but they did do it, and they've built all kinds of bleachers up there, whereas, you know, a lot of tournaments, including the John Deere, including, um, uh, I don't know, a number of the others that you see on TV, they just had very minimal uh, build-outs, uh, mm-hmm. but man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, they are going whole hog up at uh, up at Whistling Straits with their build-out. Giant um, bleachers behind the, the first tee, and... Uh, uh, so it's uh, and and all over the golf course. It's uh, it's they're really doing it big time. And because you're an intrepid reporter, and uh, you know you you're digging out each detail of the Ryder Cup. Uh-huh. You spent some time up at Whistling Straits last week. I mean, I know there was no other reason for you to be there. Of course, it was just yeah. to report to our listeners as to what's happening. So uh, I I know that the uh, the Barry Cronin visit to Whistling Straits last week had. Had absolutely nothing to do with your daughter getting married. Nothing, nothing. Well, <laughs> well, I have to say, no, it had everything. Of course it did. Uh, you know, and before I get into this, I want to uh, preempt uh, the cynics out there who will find this quite self-indulgent um, uh, and, and just say, uh, we're happy for you right away. Before exactly. Just so the Dan and Terry thing. Well, the, throw an old liner out you. there for you. We're for sure. happy for you. So, yeah, real quick story. So it was cool. We had three groups on Friday, which was the day before the wedding, and went out and played Whistling Straits, a bit of a drizzle. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a little nervous. I was hacking it around, you know, which is fine. But it was a lot of fun to play with the uh, the groom and uh, my, my and the uh, the officiant at the wedding, and then my son. We we knocked it around a little bit, and, we, and there were two mm-hmm. other groups that played. And um, what I thought was really cool was a this, I played there earlier this year, and then uh, the second time around, I felt like wow, I really this is kind of better than I you know more. It was really much better than I thought. You know, it's kind of like it just confirmed how great a little golf course great a golf course that is um mm-hmm. really enjoyable and fun and challenging in a lot of ways but very playable too if you uh, there's a lot of optical illusions on the course as you'll see um you know from the drone footage and from the the tv there's a lot going on there in terms of uh of optical illusions let's say but what was really i found really interesting was um the caddies were great, but the, the younger guys that played in the groups behind us uh, said to me later, you know, they couldn't have been more uh, thankful to be invited to play in our groups um, because they said, man, we have never heard of the American Club. We maybe had heard of Whistling Straits because of the PGA, et cetera, but the, but the opportunity to play it, they were just like, knocked over and that's mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to share this with our listeners because sometimes we underestimate or you hear so much so many good things about a course and you think oh my god I'm so sick of hearing about it it's got to be overrated but uh it's not overrated it's so it's no. great so I wanted to share that and then uh just on a personal note we did have the uh we were able to have the rehearsal dinner uh, in the Whistling Straits Clubhouse, they've got a cool little dining room up on the second floor, uh, right adjacent to this awesome bar, mm-hmm. and uh, 
And so we had the rehearsal dinner in there. And of course, you know, when we were touring this site a year ago, I thought, wow, what a place for the rehearsal dinner. So, you know, they said, yeah, my daughter, I don't know. She doesn't care about golf too much, you know. So I said, <laughs> well, why don't we have it here? And, and you know, new, normally when you see a buffet, right, or you see things that you think, okay, this is going to be buffet food and it'll be uh, whatever. It's be fine. But this food was unbelievable. I mean, everything at the American Club is so first class. There's a reason it's a, you know, five diamond world class resort and everything. Mm-hmm. Two hours from Chicago. And I think... A lot of people may not be aware that, that that it's even there. And so that's why I'm talking about it today, because it is so cool. Uh, of course, post-rehearsal dinner, we had a few drinks at the Horse and Plow, the little bar there at the American Club, which is awesome. Uh, next day, the wedding was in the Gazebo Garden. It was just spectacular, the service, the setting, the whole thing, and, uh, and the... Uh, and during the reception, uh, I have to say, my uh, we had a special guest, my cousin Kevin. As you know, he's a he's an REO Speedwagon. He sings all the songs and writes mm-hmm. most of the. He writes. Yep. He wrote the ones that that became like super hits. Uh, and um, he, to to, <laughs> to the cat to the casual music fan, Kevin Cronin, Barry's cousin, who I didn't know was Barry's cousin until a few weeks ago. Somehow, despite the fact that this is season two of us doing the show, yeah. <laughs> oh. Kevin Kevin is if you if you thought in your head Ario Speedwagon, Kevin is the guy you would think of because he's the singer and principal songwriter. Right. So uh, he was playing at Summerfest at at Summerfest in. Um, in Milwaukee, and Summerfest had been pushed because of COVID. Normally, it's right in the middle of the summer, you know, I don't know, June, July, whatever. And they pushed it to uh, the week before Labor Day. And when he got the invitation, he said, you know, might be a possibility that I actually get there rather than, you know, being on the road, being somewhere in God knows where in the United States and not be able to make it. Um, But he said, you know, we're playing Summerfest, so we might be able to do it. So, when he came out back out on the road after being laid laid up because of the, not just just um, just locked in the house because of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, he came, they came back out on the road and he got COVID, <laughs> so oh they boy. had to so they had to stop the tour. We weren't sure he would actually make it to Summerfest. Then he but it turns out that he got better. Everything happened and they came to Summerfest and played. He came to the wedding and a little secret between him and my daughter. Uh, he got up and uh, right before the band went on their break after their first um, set, uh, he stood up and played "Can't Fight This Feeling" for the bride and groom, and it was uh, a lot of surprise. A lot of the people there were quite surprised at that because we didn't tell anybody that was going to happen. So uh, it was a lot of fun, Mike. It's I have to say. I, I and you know what I saw a, a snippet of the video that you posted on I believe it was Facebook, but yes. Um, and, yeah, and I'm, a, a, I'm a social media maven, Mike. So uh, that's right. On Facebook. You, yeah, you are. You are an influencer, my friend. Whether you <laughs> yeah. like it or not, or know it or not, you are a. So, no, <laughs> I saw that on there, and I'm like, this is awesome. And obviously, you know, he wrote the song. He's out there performing the song. And uh, as I was showing it to my wife, she's like, "Well, who are those other people?" I'm like, "I'm gonna guess that's the wedding band." And then, yeah, Kevin Cronin from Mario Speedwagon shows up and and joins them for a song. I think that's how it works. I think maybe my daughter might have tipped them off, so they got to do a little practice before that. And uh, yeah, and the and the young woman who was in the band, um, she knew the chorus, uh, so she sang a little harmony on the chorus, which was nice. And the band did a good job, I think. And uh, uh, so it was fun and. Uh, 
it was it was really uh, of course there's only 150 people at the wedding and they're everybody standing up and you know swaying sure. and all this stuff and of course my daughter and her new husband had a great time and loved it so but i will yeah. say overall um if you're gonna do something it's not it's not free and it's not cheap but it's certainly uh if you only have one daughter what the hell right right well, and hey, you, as you mentioned, these are, and we've talked about this on the show. We talked to, and I'm Jason, I'm going to forget his last name, from Wisconsin Golf Trips. You yeah. talk about all the different uh, wonderful places uh, in the state of Wisconsin on, on the old Wisconsin Golf Tour or whatever. Uh, Whistling Straits, certainly uh, among the, the leaders there and uh, among the best places you can check out. And there you are doing firsthand research there for your daughter's wedding uh, yeah. with uh, the Ryder Cup coming up. And Mike, I think what what really what maybe we don't understand as Chicagoans because we're so insular down here, you know, in Chicago. Um, Herb Kohler is the guy that that really it was his vision to um, to uh, to build Black Wolf Run, the two courses at Black Wolf Run, which are part of the resort, and then these mm-hmm. two courses, Whistling Straits and the Irish Course, which are on the lake, or and. Um, the, the the vision that the man has and the quality of service it, it, it's just incredible there was a uh, I'll just tell you this there was a the carpeting in the reception when we went to the wedding in the banquet room in the in the what we had we, we walked in there a year ago and looked at it and said gee this this what's with the carpeting and the lady said well it's it it's uh, navy blue and white and a couple other shades of blue and they said mr. Kohler wanted uh, the carpeting to reflect the the Lake Michigan, the water, and, and it. So you know, and you think, well, wow, this is a little bit weird. But then once you get it all set up with the tables, etc., mm. um, it's just uh, beautiful. And so it was. And um, anyway, that's my little story. And as Dan and Terry would say, we're happy for you. We are happy for you, and I'm glad that we shared your story because, right, you you were there, you got to see it, you had a great. Uh, family event with your daughter's wedding there, and uh, and we will be watching some great golf there in uh, less than two weeks, and we'll certainly talk uh, more about the Ryder Cup uh, during the show. Uh, as I mentioned, Gary D'Amato uh, from Wisconsin Golf, and uh, also uh, formerly the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but longtime golf writer. We'll we'll talk to Gary at 7:40 about the Ryder Cup. But coming up next, Barry, on our Swing Thoughts segment. Jamie Fisher from Conway Farms, the director of instruction there, will join us. We'll talk to Jamie when we return and get you some free tips on playing through the pressure and how to do so. Right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Oh, look at that, Adam. We are back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Adam playing the hits for you, Barry, a little... uh, Ario Speedwagon, Kevin Cronin, Cousin Kevin, we'll call him here for the show. Power ballads in the 80s, baby. 40 million uh, records. I have it. I imagine most of our listeners have it. Uh, High Infidelity and uh, Ario Greatest Hits and all the other good stuff. Anyway, uh, we are back here on the scorecard, and uh, it's time for our Swing Thoughts segment. But first, I want to give you some stuff, so how about that? Log oh. on to cdga.org slash contest. Register to win a CDGA season starter pack. In the pack, you'll get an Imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season, cdga.org slash contest uh, to try to win that prize pack. And now, Barry, uh, it is time for Swing Thoughts, and we're happy to uh, head on out to the SCORE hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. 
home of the world's largest sports book. And there we find the director of instruction at Conway Farms up in Lake Forest. Jamie Fisher joins us. Hey, Jamie, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, Jamie. So great to have you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, they say those who can do and those who can't teach. But I think Jamie does both. Yeah. So uh, she's a great player and uh, and also a fantastic teacher. So uh, uh, you uh, boy, Jamie, I was looking at you. You played in the U.S. Senior Women's Open uh, this year at uh, and uh, you finished you finished 23rd. But I'm going to tell you, some of the people ahead of you are like uh, no slouches. Annika Sorenstam, she won. <laughs> Lisa Let Neumann, Laura Davies, Katrina Matthew. I mean, these are some of the top names in uh, in women's golf ever. So uh, you had and you were right there with them. You were just a couple shots away from great Michelle McGann and some of these other great ladies. So you were yeah. terrific. Yeah. Well, thank you, Barry. I appreciate you saying that. It's uh I, I still enjoy competing a little bit, and I'm so thankful to have, uh, you know, the the USGA has created the Senior Women's Open a few years ago, and um, it's fun for fun for me to still compete a bit like that. And yes, it's a thrill, you know, for me <clears throat> to play against some of those great players um, as well. Um, one of my colleagues at Conway said, you know. Uh, with Annika winning by the margin, she won by it's maybe sort of the the, the least surprising result in a major <laughs> golf tournament of the year. Uh, <laughs> Annika's still great, and she's still Annika regardless. But um, but I was proud to be able to get get out and compete and and not embarrass myself. And um, they put on a great event at Brooklawn Country Club in Connecticut. Well, great. Well, great. So now you're back in the. Back in the uh, in the saddle, uh, in the in, you know, trying to help people, uh, the, the flawed golfers like yours truly and, and everybody else. <laughs> so, so Jamie, uh, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up. We just had the Solheim Cup. Um, very a lot of pressure in these team matches, and um, mm-hmm. so these these folks, these top pros in the world, they know the, their eyes, are, everybody's eyes are on them, so they feel a lot of pressure. And then you've got the the you know, just the average hacker who's out there. And uh, uh, we feel pressure for, for who knows why. Uh, you know, you have a five-footer for par, and you miss the first one, and then you bring the ball back, and, of course, you make the second one because you don't feel any <laughs> pressure whatsoever. You just make right. it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. knock it in. Why in the name of God do does this happen, and how do we s- prevent this from happening? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. And obviously, you know, there, everybody would, would like there to be like a pill or something you could take that would just, you know, that would just alleviate that. And um, obviously we don't really quite do that, but you, you're right. You know, pressure is, pressure is different for everybody um, in terms of what you're competing for. But the way I think humans feel it is probably fairly universal. Um, and I think it's just, you know, when you do something, you want to succeed at it. And, you know, uh, you know, it feels good when you, when you, when you succeed at it and it feels bad when you, when you don't. Um, and it's, I think whether you're playing for $5 against your buddies on Tuesday, or if it's to break 90 for the first time, or it's for the U S open championship and you brought up the rider and Solheim cups, you know, that's an entirely different kind of pressure, if you will, um, when you're competing for your country, there's absolutely no prize money involved in those um, mm-hmm. events. But um, 
the desire to succeed and the desire to perform um, kind of in the moments that you care about the most or that matter the most, that's universal for everybody. And, um, you know, I, I've, I found it really interesting. I've been watching a lot of U.S. Open tennis um, uh, and obviously watched the Solheim Cup last week. And if you really listen to some of the players who are succeeding, it's they really – they practice – creating pressure for themselves. And I think that's the, um, I think that's sort of the missing link for most club golfers. We, we don't, we don't practice um, being under pressure. We don't practice being nervous enough. And so when, when, when you're in an event that it, in which it matters again, regardless of the, the, the stage um, we have no frame of reference uh, from which to draw on how to, manage ourselves under those conditions mm-hmm. yeah it seems sometimes uh when you do play in an event like that you become at least you know and i don't want to speak for everybody but you know can only re- relate your own experience you are almost you become a completely different human being it's like that's not me in this body right it's it's like your hands <laughs> yeah. feel different your head feels different yeah. how can I, you yeah. can't make a full turn because you're kind of like oh god i don't want to hit wrong and so then of course mm. when you don't make a full turn you shank it or whatever um uh so how what uh what, how do you uh pr- teach people to practice so that they do feel yeah some pressure what are some of the things you do in practice that could that could help you help people you know get through this yeah that's a that's a great question um and really you know you're bringing up make a great turn it might show up physically for other people in other ways maybe they you know they they might have other things they might their swing might get you know flat or or they might you know be off balance or whatever it is i think the the mental and emotional stuff that we feel shows up in physical ways. So I think the first thing is to understand what your tendencies are. That's, that's sort of number one. Um, but the other kind of more, once you do that, I think the more specific things are to create pressure or to create games or competition or create things that make you nervous during practice. So, you know, just, um, as a as an example, one thing is I think our practice ranges, and and I teach at a world class facility at Conway Farm. It is, I tell people I teach at the Taj Mahal, um, hmm. but mm-hmm. you know we have piles of balls on the range, and we sort of when we're practicing we just continue to tee a ball up out of the pile and a perfect flat lie, and we hit onto a wide open range, and we may or may not even pick a target, and that doesn't mm-hmm. resemble golf in the least when we're playing. So the first thing is. To have a target and use a club that fits that target, like what you're going to feel like on the golf course, um, and and create situations where there is an outcome that you have to care about, not just, oh, well, no matter what happens, I'm dragging another ball out of the pile here. So, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, sometimes um, I'll get with students and I'll give them five tee shots, and we kind of imagine a fairway on the practice range and I'll say, all right, how many out of these five do you think you can put in that fairway out there? And I, I'll let them choose how, whatever the number is. So um, let's say they say, Jamie, I think I can get three out of the five in that fairway. So I put a little bet on them. If they get three, we're even. If they beat three, I owe them 20 bucks. If they get under three, they owe me 20 bucks. Hmm. And 
you know, that starts to simulate something that might make a person nervous or that might create consequences or an outcome that they have to care about. Mm-hmm. Um, not that not that 20 bucks should put anybody in the poorhouse, but it's just that little something mm-hmm. that adds a little bit of that butterfly in the stomach that feels more like what you feel like on the golf course rather than just standing there bashing tee shots out into an open field. Um, so that's, you know, that's one thing. And um, another you know, I give people kind of different putting games, um, uh, sort of depending on what's going on with them. But a simple one is to just just start to set up uh, 12 balls around a cup um, from two to four feet from all different angles and make all 12. And, you know, you might find that the first eight or nine, you feel very relaxed, kind of like what you were talking about when you pull that second ball back and knock it right in the hole there's sort of nothing going on right right and then all of a sudden when you get to the number nine and ten and eleven ball you will start to feel that nervousness um or again that little butterfly or the tension whatever it is and i think it's really important to practice being nervous like that Mm -hmm. um and you know the more you do it and the more you accomplish it you start to find some confidence like hey i can handle being nervous this is okay it's not a it's not something I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's just the start of it. I, I have, you know, many things I do um, or drills or games like that, that I, I like players to do so that we simulate golf. That's really the bottom line. Talking with uh, Jamie Fisher, director of instruction at Conway farms here on the scorecard uh, here on the score. And it's interesting you say that Jamie, because whether it's, and I coach my kids sports teams, whether it's your nine your 10 year olds, whether it's, uh, professional athletes, professional golfers, you know, Derek Jeter just got inducted into the baseball hall of fame and you listen to him mm-hmm. talk about yeah. preparation and yeah. winning. Yeah. That to me, it's kind of all the same thing, isn't it? It really is. Um, the, I, I've heard about the phrase, you know, the will to win and I, you know, I, everybody has the will to win. Everybody wants to win. There's nobody who's competed in, in any sport at any time who didn't want to go win it. Right. Everybody wants that, but it is really, I always ask, do you have the will to prepare? Right. Do you have the will to prepare? Um, and that is all the little things, um, not only the physical training, but also the mental and emotional stuff that you can do to prepare yourself for those situations. Um, I think, <clears throat> too, like, you know, if you listen closely to Patrick Cantley a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about how he puts himself into a little bit of a trance. Um, when he's playing and boy, if you see some of those close up tight shots of his face, um, mm-hmm. especially in that, you know, six hole playoff he was in with Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, it's, he was, he, you know, you were looking at a, at his physical state, but the look on his face, you could tell his mind was in a completely, um, focused state of, of being. And that, um, ability, like I said, to sort of put yourself in a trance as he called it. Um, is so important, and you can bet he's practicing that. Um, right. And if you listen to uh, Novak Djokovic, um, you know people have asked him the last week about his training and his preparation. He's obviously going for something. Talk about pressure! Every in 52 years has won the career Grand Slam in tennis. So, you know, um, this is this is history in the making potentially. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how. 
Um, he said, well, I have a, I have winning formula and I've done a lot of mental training and he was sort of pressed. Well, what is that? And he said, well, I don't want to give away all my secrets, but <laughs> the, the, the mental training and preparation and the emotional training I've done is certainly a vital part of my preparation. And, um, I think it's so important that we pay attention to that, to that aspect. It's not just about beating balls, um, incessantly on the range. Um, if it was, uh, um, you know, anybody could do it. Um, so it's, it's really crucial. And I think too, like we just sometimes need to challenge ourselves with a little bit of pressure um, in our practice. So like I, I give this example to people sometimes just going back to tennis, you know, they have the ball machine in tennis where you can set it up mm-hmm. and hit like, you know, 500 right. forehands in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good. That's got its place. Um, but then, I just, let's say I just hit 500 forehands. Did I really train to play in a tennis match? Like, right. That, you know, no, no tennis point um, looks like 500 forehands in a row, right? Um, and so the more we create that variability and the variety that faces us on a golf course with uneven lies or, you know, hey, there's a bunker over there that's I, I, making me nervous. What am I going to do about that? Um, you know, creating the pressure, creating situations that simulate the game of golf, even when we're practicing, um, is, is just, is just, you know, mega important to the preparation. Well, Jamie, uh, we could talk for a lot longer on this and unfortunately we're out of time <laughs> for this morning and, uh, it's great stuff, though, and we really appreciate your time. And uh, if our listeners want to check out your website, it's jamiefishergolf.com. And uh, continued success up there at Conway Farms. Thanks so much, Barry and Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you. And, uh, Mike, I'll look forward to seeing you uh, out on the golf course, hopefully very soon. I, I hope so, and uh, appreciate <laughs> right. the invite. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you very much, Jamie, for being with us. Always a, always a treat having you. That's Jamie Fisher from Conway Farms. She's their director of instruction. It's always awesome to talk to Jamie. Some really great stuff there. And uh, there's more good philosophy stuff on her website. It's jamiefishergolf.com, as I mentioned. And, of course, you can find her up at Conway Farms. When we return to the scorecard, we will hit the road, so to speak. On the road again, we'll do one of our travel golf segments uh, with Ken Griffin uh, talking northern Michigan and talking last chance 2021 Northern Michigan golf trips. That's next here on the scorecard presented by Chicago district golfer magazine on Chicago sports radio, 670 The score. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 